This show is proudly sponsored by Coinspot.com.au, with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. Trader, trade, trader, Cobb Crypto Podcast. Podcast. This is the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. G'day guys, welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today, another amazing guest here, Juan Lee, the founder and CEO of Nextchange. Now, I've had a quick chat with Brian here, and uh, there's a huge amount that this guy's doing within the space, within his amazing team. I can't do the introduction any justice whatsoever. Brian, thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate your time. Can you just tell the uh, listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself and what NextChange is all about? Sure. Uh, a little bit about myself. Um, I've been in uh, financial services as a money manager for 30 years. So I spent 13 years in the Silicon Valley. I funded companies like Netscape and Yahoo. So wow. I, yeah, so the early days. Um, and then also um, been in various different forms of managing money from VC, prop trading, hedge funds to running. Uh, my last position before doing a startup is uh, I ran Shanghai's largest asset management company. Wow. Yeah. So next change is actually an interesting platform because it wasn't actually envisioned from day one. It evolved. Okay. So we are a innovation platform. We're focused on fintech, insurtech, AI, blockchain, health tech, and smart cities. Why those areas? We found those, they're not verticals, they're actually specialties. They, have, they lend itself to be very uh, growth oriented, but at the same time, covering them separately and very deep gives a synergy of all of them together. Uh, and what we do with this is that you know we have uh, created an online to offline ecosystem. And that varies from events to having our own social network to having our own content platform. And then we do three things around that. We either market, invest, or create products. Cool. Well, I, I find it fascinating uh, speaking to someone you. Obviously, you've been around for a very long time. I'm not saying you're old. No, I'm not old. I'm young. <laughs> You started young and yeah, you achieved some amazing yes. things. I mean, you, you've been across the wide spectrum that is financial services, but also in a tech world as well. I mean, managing desks all the way across to investing in tech companies and startups, being involved in Yahoo. It's a huge, wide array of experience. Now, I want to know what brought you into the blockchain space. Why the fascination here for the time being? Because I know it's not just what you do, but obviously it's a very disruptive technology. Is this the reason why you're here, or is there further reaching uh, ramifications for blockchain that maybe we all haven't grasped yet that you can see? Well, I like to be very simple in my thought process. Uh, we're looking at transformative technology. Whenever you look at anything that, you know, whenever you look at companies that succeed, the most important thing is that, you know, is timing. Yeah. So uh, you can be the best management team and started in blockchain 10 years ago. Yep. You would have failed. So we are looking for uh, industries that are trending, that are growing, that are gaining acceptance. We, be, we believe that blockchain is very transformative because it's not just the crypto enthusiasts anymore, but it's now reaching beyond that. Yeah, okay. Now, with your project at the moment, you've got offices all around the world at this stage. Is there any specific area that you're targeting? I know you talked about 
I think you said healthcare and various other areas. Is, is there an area right now that you're seeing as the with the most potential, or maybe it's an area that hasn't been utilised best in the space just yet, and you're targeting that? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, let's talk, you know, specifically on blockchain. Yep. Blockchain has applications in so many areas. I would say the easiest way to think about it is just how do you get rid of the middleman? So, yeah, the, yeah. so that's the easiest way. Point. But that, that point, I, I would say, involves, you know, looking at like an industry where there's a lot of cost structures and so many parties involved just to get something done. Yeah. So for us, we're looking at a number of things. Like, for example, we believe like the logistics industry doesn't sound exciting, not sexy, but boy, there's so many middlemen in it, so many hands that touch it, yeah. so many multiple platforms, so many delays that could potentially happen, but most importantly, fraud. Yeah. So um, that's one of the, where, you know, I would say examples where we see a lot of benefits of blockchain. Another example is that we, we, are, we want to focus on real execution. Um, obviously, financial services is where predominantly all the blockchain execution is happening today. I don't know that most people know this, but in 2018, 91% of the banks are planned to invest in blockchain. That's huge. That is huge. Yeah, so this is a very big number. Why is that so big? It's because they all feel that it is a part of where, you know, they want to be a part of technology, but remember, they're hypersensitive to being uh, exposed to this technology that's public. So most of what's happening there is private blockchain, yeah. consortium blockchains, or blockchains that are just created for the bank themselves. Yeah. So there are different ways to look at blockchain. Blockchain may be, to the general public, one big word, but it's split into so many sections. Yeah, well look, one of the things that I find fascinating is a lot of the uh, traditional market bankers are moving into the space. A great example for you, Ryan, is recently uh, in Australia, the Commonwealth Bank of Australia, which is our largest bank, it's the big, big, big bank in Australia, their CFO has recently left the bank, only CFO for one year of the Commonwealth Bank. Now, as far as CFO roles go, it doesn't get bigger than that in Australia, being the CFO of the largest bank in our country. He's moved across to a Hong Kong-based company, Block, Block Group or something like that, I can't remember the name exactly, but he's left there and it's a very big news in Australia right now. Now, coming back to the space and its evolution and what's happening and coming back to the banks, are you seeing, and obviously you must know a lot of people in you know, high places, you've been around for a long time, you've been in, the, in this world for a long time, are you starting to see the shift, uh, maybe not so quite so publicly, but quietly moving into some of these blockchain companies because they are well funded, they are the next frontier and they're very exciting places to be and working right now. Well, I would even step back one step back, which is if you look at what happened with fintech. Fintech, again, most of the implementation of blockchain is happening in financial services. Yeah. So fintech is very relevant when you talk about blockchain. We saw veterans leave their positions in large banks, hedge funds, and you know just very uh, you know Wall Street type jobs. Yep. And move into being an entrepreneur. Now that is translated to what I say is the fastest growing area within the entrepreneurship I say is, is blockchain. Yeah. So I see this as a big trend and when you see high profile people moving from something traditional to like blockchain, 
What it does, it makes it acceptable. Yeah. It creates a standard. And also it's quite exciting for millennials to look at that and say, look, they're coming to us. It's the not, yes, yeah. Yeah, we, we got it right before they did. Yeah, and, and there's definitely uh, a lot of people that are sort of flying that banner at the moment. Uh, we are adapting, we're changing very, very quickly. We, we do talk about the issues that are arising within the space. There's all, everyone's always got something to say about issues that may hold us back. Now, one of them recently that has been hit a lot of press about a month or so ago was that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency mining is going to wreck the world because of the amount of energy that it takes to keep the network going and to keep it all working. Now, my suggestion or my, my comment on that has been, well, you put the best brains in the world in the most innovative space in the world who actually, for the most part, this, this generation, this, uh, this group of people, this industry, has its heart in the right place. It's not just pure capitalist greed. There's a way that we can shape what's going on for our future, and a lot of people are grabbing a hold of that. Younger generations and older generations are taking control. Now, does that hinder our space as far as being a little bit, um, I don't know, thinking less about capitalizing everything and more about changing the world? Or is it really, really important that we work hand in hand to create a better ecosystem and a better planet for us to work with? Sure, so what you're saying is greed versus good. Correct. Yeah. Is it going to hinder our space if we focus sure. too much on good? I think you have to have um, definitely a profitable model. Um, I've been always told by people who are very successful and th uh, philanthropists, it's very hard to be a, a major philanthropist when you haven't actually figured out your own who you are. Uh, uh, philanthropy or yeah. your own financial situation. Yeah. right? So. I think the best way to describe it is, is that um, you have to create a healthy financial capitalistic model that allows for an industry to grow in a healthy fashion that it will exist far into the future, but at the same time giving back a certain percentage or a certain part so that it actually shapes many of the uh, larger population to embrace the technology. I would say that this is very important because really you don't want crypto to be just the 0.1%. You want it to be the 10%, the 20%. For that to happen, you have to have a cause just more than the greed. It has to be the good. Yeah. And I think that's a really good way of thinking. I mean, there's Gone are the days where it's all about stamping on people and crushing them and moving over. I think it's a much nicer way of doing things. It makes life a lot easier. People want to have a good lifestyle these days. It's not just about money for the most part. Well, at least I hope it's not. And you talked about before that right now in the space of blockchain and cryptocurrency, that's where we're actually seeing use cases right now. Yes. Obviously, we can transact. We can still buy things with Bitcoin and various other tokens. Now, what are you seeing as being the next sort of industry that's actually going to have the rubber hitting the road, so to speak, where we can actually use it? Well, right now, it's largely being used in financial services. So today, blockchain is very different from one year from now blockchain, because a lot of the funding that's taking place today is for applications in industries outside of financial services. Yep. So today, we're seeing in financial services applications in trade finance, you know, financial inclusion, payments, you know, decentralized exchanges. These are just kind of things that roll off my tongue of things that I see are applications happening today in financial services. But tomorrow, I see so many interesting applications. The music industry. Yeah. 
the medical records industry. Yes, that's big too. I would say the other industry that I see a tremendous amount of impact is even in the, you know, the leisure food industry. So these are not things that we would have kind of applied blockchain to in the more infant stages. But what we're seeing also is this kind of virtual world combining with the real world. Yeah. It was very hard to imagine that there was even a link between the two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're seeing that it is completely tied together. Yeah. And uh, it's hard to imagine that it, it isn't. But in the very beginning, when we only saw it in cryptocurrency, it was hard to imagine it was anything beyond just money and exchanging, uh, 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 you know, payments. But now it's really very, you can touch it, feel it. Yeah. When you can touch it, feel it, the broader population will get involved. Well, it's very much like the internet when it first started. It was basically a directory service. And people would, I remember people saying, one day you'll be able to order your groceries and they'll rock up, they'll, they'll be delivered to your door. And you sit there going, mind blown. Come on, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Now, one question I do have, a lot of investors listen and watch the program and um, be, would be absolutely fascinated, as I would be, Ryan, to understand, do you have any key principles that you look for when you're looking to invest in any type of company? Are there, is there a top three things that they must have or is it a pretty wide-ranging scope when you're looking at a project to actually fund or invest in? Oh, absolutely. We look at three things. The top three things is that it has to be the timing, the trend. We believe that uh, the, the wind should be behind you. The second is the management team, uh, execution history. Have they done something remotely similar? Do they have the right team in place? And finally, it's about what we would call the actual product. Yep. Because the product will evolve and change. I can say that even about Next Change. My vision of Next Change is so different when I first started and what today is. But I had surrounded myself with the right people. Yes. We made decisions, we pivoted along the path. So I would say the idea, less important, the trend, the most important but the people right there in the middle are the glue that brings it together. Oh, we're talking about execution there, right? Yes. Right ideas, right timing, right execution. Because you can have the yeah. best idea in the world and the best team in the world, but if the team can't actually execute, if they're just thinkers in a thinking space and they can't actually execute that vision that they've thought up, then it's just a storybook, right? Well, I would even say it more simple. Idea, one point. Execution, 99. Yeah. I agree with that entirely, Yeah, absolutely. So, mate, uh, is there anything else that we want to cover in this? I mean, I'm really fascinated by what you do. You've been 30 years in the space. I ask every single guest, right, every single guest, you've been through the internet, you've created part of what's still around, the infrastructure that is still there, some of the biggest companies in, in the world of the dot-com. Are we 1993 or are we are you 2000? Where are we in the blockchain space if we compare it to the internet? Well, that's an interesting question. I'll put it into two things. In terms of the actual technology, we're probably in 95. 95. In terms of the hype, we're much more closer to 2000, probably 98. Yeah, yeah? okay. So what happens generally, and I always try to say this in a way that most technology, how they evolve. You have the hype curve, and then you have the reality curve. And the hype curve is right now very hype. And generally what happens is the hype curve comes down, the reality of the technology continues to move up, and me, at some point in there you intersect the two. Yep. Um, but the technology have way more to develop. We're in the first innings or the first quarter, but we have a little bit more hype than we should. But, you know, and the reality of all of it is that, you know, 
This still has more room to grow in terms of hype and reality, but definitely there's a lot of hype around it. So we're sticking at 95, or are we taking the other scale of the hype, we bring it up a year, where do you sit? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> I would say you average somewhere between yeah. 95 and 2000, so that's 1997 and a half. Oh, we're, <laughs> sit we're sitting in 1997, July. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, John, who else, or how else do we find more information for the viewers and the listeners uh, about yourself and your project? Well, you know, basically go on nextchange.com. Okay. And it has everything that we do. And I'm so thankful for you having me on the show. Beautiful New York, beautiful Rockefeller Center. It's an amazing day and an amazing place. You've been an amazing guest. Thank you so very really much. I appreciate your time, yeah. John. Thank yeah, you thank very you. much. Enjoy the program, guys. Bye for now. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Check out TraderCobb.com because experience matters. This show is proudly sponsored by Coinspot.com.au with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. Views are of the advertiser, not TraderCobb or the audio presenter.